Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. guest in the house today long time lax brother i should say yeah, and <laughs> then then crossfit brother yeah. um fitness family member we'll just go with that uh dave loudenschlager did i say that correctly nope no how is it what is loudenschlager loudenschlager okay like i said i've only been friends for like what 12 years yeah but i've never corrected you because that doesn't really bother me i respond to both acceptable plus i would never use your last name you're just dave yeah i've never heard you call me that so dave l actually i would would just say dave yeah did people use your last name as like um for lacrosse nickname loudy Oh, that's right. Duh. So, yeah, I should know I knew that. you knew it. Yeah, it was just one of those. I was like, I was going to let you just go. <laughs> it's all in the brain. <laughs> Anyways, we are longtime friends. Um, and Dave is awesome. Like I said, we've had experience with lacrosse and then CrossFit. Um, so collegiate athletes. And then we were kind of like chasing the adult athletic dream <laughs> CrossFit. Or maybe still are. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a fair assessment. <laughs> yeah. And then I think we're, you could say we're pretty good as far as like, Social influencers, like we tend to lead some of the parties yeah. in the social social stage in our circles. But I don't know if that means we're influencers or we just run in a small circle. I mean, don't ruin my dream, Dave. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a it's a nice little parallel of like fitness career party fun. I was gonna say crazy, but yeah, crazy that works. I need all the branding. Yeah. Um, so I mean that that kind of undertones I think everything we're talking about today. But yeah, uh, I'm pumped. Dave is uh, making a conscious career shift. And he's going to talk about his experience as I, I always let everybody tell their own story. Um, but it's exciting because we really, we've unpacked it a little bit, but he hasn't even really told me fully uh, what the what the new plan is. And so I'm excited to kind of hear it first on air with all of you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the, the chance to. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. But oh, yeah. first things first. Cheers. Oh, cheers. We did cheers a little bit. Yes. There we go. Here, here. I always appreciate the awkward silence when we cheers. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, awkward silence is fun in general. I'm just hoping so. the audience is drinking as well. So, like, oh, now's my time. <laughs> I would assume so at this point. I think so. <laughs> like, if not, they need to start. Exactly uh, you are. But, but yeah, so uh, making a change. I've uh, been a teacher for the last five years. I'm a lacrosse and CrossFit coach and weightlifting coach yes. um, for. 12 years total, kind of in between on the other sports. Lacrosse for 12 years, so. Okay. Um, weightlifting for about three to four and CrossFit for five. I don't do that very actively anymore, though. That was, I think, yeah, but I think it's not longer than that for CrossFit. I don't know. It's, okay. Anyways. That was all a blur. But it's was, all fitness. Exactly. It all counts. So <laughs> Totally. Um, but I've been a teacher for the last five years, and I, and I love working with kids and, and have made the conscious decision that that is a career path for me and that... Um, being with kids as far as working with them. Yeah. It's one, um, as a, as a teacher, I've struggled. Um, for those of you that don't know how to be a teacher works, there is a 30 year period you're expected to work. Um, and the promise is you get a pension, which is a small portion of what you put in over the years. Um, for and me, this is public school, right? Totally pub- different for private school. Private school is the same. Oh, it is. So okay. You actually get paid a lot less at private school. Oh, which I don't understand how that works. Oh, okay. Um, that's something I found out um, when I was coaching across in Mullen High School. Oh, so okay. So that's kind of a, and you, you get um, pigeonholed when you were doing that. 
So if you're in a private oh. school for a while, it's actually harder to get back into a public school. Interesting. There's all types of ridiculous politics. In all this, I, I have no idea about any of it, so layman's terms appreciated. Absolutely, and okay. I had no idea. Um, I got into education leaving the business world because I was kind of tired of politics and business. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> then, after five years of being in <laughs> education, yeah. I am currently Whoop. getting ready to leave yeah. the business world, because, or sorry, education <laughs> world, because it is not much different than the business world. Yeah. And there's just as much politics. Um, and at the end of the day, Personally, I don't think that those decisions being made by the, the higher-ups are in line with my beliefs and the fact that I don't really think it's what's best for the kids in a lot of decision-making. Oh. So, um, yeah, the whole system thing kind of gets me. The, the more I look at the way um, testing is done as well as the fact that what if we switched it, switched it around and took 12 years to teach kids how to pursue their passions yeah. and to really look into who they are and, and what yeah. they want to be and what they want to be as a person, yeah. let alone an athlete, let alone, you know, an artist, whatever it could be. If, if we allow them to do that, imagine the kids we'd have coming out as seniors in high school. Oh, different world. I wouldn't have a podcast because everybody comes on. It's like, I got to change myself included. Yeah, um, I mean, right. we just shifted to something else, but no, I think no. that's 12 years of pursuing a passion. I think is phenomenal. So you should write that book. Number one. Yeah. Um, but I think that's really critical Yeah. because you guys are on the front lines of our future. Well, and you know, it's one of those things for me too. It, it gave me a firsthand account to see the difference between the lacrosse world yeah. um, and, and the world I teach in. So Avenues, the school I've been at, um, and helped actually launch um, three, well, two years ago now. We started the process about four years ago. Um, and and that school, even though I love it and I love the kids, the population, I couldn't teach another population of kids. What does that mean? Um, so they are labeled at risk is, okay. is the PC terms, public school, whatever public term you want to call for it, um, the education term. And okay. what it means is these kids have struggled in testing. They're lower performers, um, not necessarily academically. It could be a high performer that just never shows up to school. Um, attendance issues, sometimes violent backgrounds, sometimes abuse backgrounds. Um, but it, we kind of run the gamut. We take everything from the small case to the big case. Yeah. Um, we also handle all expulsion students for the district. Um, we do quite a bit. Um, we're kind of the catch-all. And do you guys, I mean, as teachers, not to interrupt the flow, but do you guys have like mental health counseling? Because I mean, I'm assuming this for requires a whole different... Or for staff, for students. Uh, for staff. Like if you're taking on these cases, I'm assuming it's more than just a curriculum. So it's got to be a whole other skill set that these teachers really need. Or are you just kind of out there figuring <laughs> yeah. it out? It's a little 50-50. <laughs> okay. um, so one thing that's cool, Aurora supported us and gave us four mental health staff members okay. for our population. Our school in total is around 200 kids. We service more than that um, because we go to schools okay. and service some students that are doing credit recovery, stuff like that. But for our kids, um, four staff members for 200 kids is actually like mind-blowing in the district. Okay. That's a huge. Usually it's one to two per, oh, wow. per school. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, okay. it's absurd. Mental health is not um, valued as much as it is. Ugh. And Ooh. for me, I mean, you know, that's a passion for me. Yeah. And it, it drives me nuts to yeah. see that that's one issue that isn't really being, fo it is being focused on, but not enough. Oh my God. That's like um, the most important issue. Yeah. And so as, as staff members, no, the short wow. is there is like district wellness, something or other. You get that chain email, you know, once every couple months saying, Hey, please check on this, do this. Um, and that's just not my thing. But they don't require any special skill set from you guys, like a certain certificate or no. experience. Wow. I'm oh, sorry. Didn't okay. Mean to yell in there. Oh, no. You're <laughs> projecting. The, yeah. the better the sound. Sometimes yeah. I forget those things here. Also, too, my voice is a little raspy. I coached uh, 
two two days, five games over the weekend in California. Oh, oh my god, so, I forget you're traveling too. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's the end of our this is actually the end of our fall season. Oh, okay. Because fall goes until January, but I don't make the, the wow. documents. So um, also business. <laughs> <laughs> yes, more business. Yeah. Contract coaching. I'm Who here knew? for it, yeah. Okay. Um, but no, with the kids, it's just it's one of those things that they are just struggling to, to basically yeah. it's kids that are looking to fit in and they want to know they're loved they want to know they're cared for yeah once you've done that it doesn't matter what you're teaching what your course is the kids are already hooked because they just want to be there to be with you yeah um and if no if anybody would like to challenge me on that go ahead please yeah. do show me what would work better than that yeah. um because i i know from my students i've shared with my students that i'm actually pivoting and switching roles most of them um have been extremely supportive one or two were not happy, but yeah. still they get it and they understand. Um, and I'm actually going to be going back. I've already committed to them that I'm going to go back once that. a month. Yeah, and then spend time with those kids to check in as well as the kids that do want to get, you see improvement in their personal life, how yeah. I can help them in that. Um, well, I would think that like so much of this has to do, tell me this is a total stereotype, but of their home life. And that's a total external, like a variable you can't really control. Yeah. So, I mean, all you can do is deal with them in those, you know, six to eight hours or whatever you have them. It's, um, and it is. Um, part of it is home life. Yeah. But I, I think it's also not the stereotype we think. Okay. Um, a lot of it is the homes are families trying to survive. Yeah. So the parents you have to work two to three jobs. Yeah. The kids have to work a job. Um, I have students that will go from school, maybe go home for a little bit, and then they work till 11 o'clock at night. Because wow. they have to work second shift. A lot of times, too, if they're working under the table job because they are a teenager, yeah. um, their boss takes advantage of it and keeps them there later than what yeah. is as far as child labor laws are illegal. Yeah. And we can't prove anything. Like, I don't have physical proof of that, so I can't do anything. Right. Um, because technically, as a mandatory reporter, I should be able to call that in. But without that, without like knowing and being able to prove that, I can't actually do it. Um, I mean, you probably wouldn't want to take that job away, though, too, wouldn't you? I mean, isn't that kind of a catch-22? That is a catch-22, because most yeah. of kids need it. Yeah. Um, and as long as it's not a detriment to the kid's health and the kid's able to balance it, I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, because, let's be honest, how who out of us have not worked like that? Oh, like, for at sure. Some point. Well, now, I mean, to be honest, not nothing like no, that, no. not. I mean, having seen them go through, what you see now and then reflecting on your own experience, mm -hmm. like, what kind of emotions does that evoke from, like, how you had it? It's different. Um, so with me, like my parents, I had every material thing provided for yeah. me. Yeah. And I love my parents to death. I really do think they did the best job they could. But let's be honest, they're human. Mm -hmm. Everybody is. And so there were some things that were lacking. Um, and, you know, we've talked about it now as an adult. And yeah. I was able to kind of heal it. The mo emotional side for me, um, I was always more of a, I guess you could say emotional kid. Yeah. Uh, You're an I, empath on all yeah, levels. Yeah. Which is I'm, perfect. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I think I'm good at being a teacher. Yeah. Um, because I'm more aware of those kids that like, um, student walks in and just by their posture, I can tell somebody, hey, you might need to want to check in with Susie. Yeah. You know, and I don't have any kids named Susie, so that's okay. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so it's just been an interesting change. And so this year, I, I felt the need that something had to happen. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what. I just felt like something was going to happen. To be honest, I thought I was going to teach some curriculum that was going to piss a parent off. And that was going to start a, like a an uproar. Because I do teach more controversial classes. I teach racism in America. Uh, or sorry, race and ethnicity. Um, racism in America is one of my U.S. history units. Um, I teach world religions. And just all stuff that is 
kind of strayed away from in a public space as far as public schools. Where does that um, inspiration come for you to teach that? I didn't know you guys got to really kind of pick your curriculum. Uh, so yeah, so as a teacher, courses. and the way that teaching works is every teacher at a school, so say history department, mm -hmm. you get to pick so many classes, like so say they offer so many. Okay. If you have been around, if you're like most teachers at our school, we only have two social studies teachers, so it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. um, so it'd be like, hey, can I teach this this year? I, I, I didn't get to and I'd like to. And usually you can kind of have a conversation. Um, I was lucky enough that I got to pick some of the stuff, like race uh, and ethnicity. I'm one of two teachers that teach at Aurora. Okay. Um, William Smith is the only other school that offers it, and thank them because they were the ones that did the paperwork oh. to file for that course. So if you want to teach That's a course, you actually have to propose it to the state. Oh, okay, okay. And you have to put all the standards, what it's going to meet, the expectation of the course, and then you send it in and it's approved or not approved. Okay. And so you get to choose with so long as it's approved. Yeah. And it. if it's okay. already approved, though, in the district, then I can teach it in my school. Oh, okay. So once somebody's done that legwork, you can kind of get away with them being like, okay, this is offered somewhere else. I can offer it here. Gotcha. Um, so world religions, we just had a need for it last year, so I taught it. Um, and for me, I grew up in a very religious home. Um, I grew up non-denominational Christian, um, was a young left kid, was asked to speak oh, about okay. Gloria, um, didn't. Didn't make my parents happy on that one. But <laughs> made me I didn't happy. even know about that. Okay. Oh yeah, I was okay. uh, I was a young life leader in college. So. Oh. Um, oh, I didn't. Okay, I didn't know it was as far as college. I knew it was oh, yeah. heavy in the growing well, up. So high school, I was a young life kid, young life leader as far as like teenager can go. Okay. Um, I played bass in the worship band at church. Correct. And I was a I, like a youth group leader in that in the church youth group, and then I went to college and stayed with young life. Um, did that. And then by senior year, I decided I probably wasn't being the best example. I was living the typical senior of a college, you know, career. Yeah. I was partying quite a bit and having fun and just decided I wasn't being an example for what Young Life stood for and what, you know, what I expected a college leader to be yeah. for middle school kids because I was working with the middle schoolers at the time. And so I had that conversation, ironically, the day that the area director in Young Life wanted to have the it's time for you to step up conversation. I was ready for the it's time for me to step down conversation. Yeah. Um, did that. And then I just kind of had a journey of figuring out what I believe for the last 12, yeah. 13 years. Um, I still, I think faith is important or faith in something. Mm -hmm. And I always, I just, I've, I've seen so many similarities and differences and over time between what one person says or what, it, you know, what man has said on religion right. is, is what it comes down to. I think, to be honest, most of them are pointing the same direction. And I completely agree. You know, it's it's completely agree. It's just us that have skewed it over centuries and centuries of time. Well, it's like telephone. And, like someone's interpreting all these different yeah. things. And don't write me letters, my religious humans, because I got love for you. Yes, um, absolutely. And I, I mean, just what you said, I think just believing something bigger is, is so important and critical, just humanity yeah. in basic sense. Um, but I think towing in like religion energy like having a little bit of intel from all those things yeah is is awesome like take in everything you want and then you yeah. filter what kind of sticks well and that's when i teach my kids so i tell my students no matter what i'm teaching do not take what i say as absolute truth right because one i'm probably wrong because we're going to find out in 20 years whatever i taught was <laughs> so proven wrong. google it right now yep and, we're wrong <laughs> and that's how history works people yeah. it is ever changing i hate that there's the earth nothing is flat. It's <laughs> oh god i, I do not agree okay. with that one um, 
No, I literally had someone. So one of the things that oh, I learned, for real? when I became a teacher, no, not that. To, okay. to go with the, the history comment about it, changing. Okay. I had someone look at me and go, tell me you teach them the true history of America. <laughs> According to who? I went, okay, which one's the true one? Like, just knowing the minute you tell me that. Did you say go. Columbus was here first? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Columbus Perfect. was here first. Oh, God. And only made peace. Um no, we're gonna uh, piss people I off know. this one. No, oh my, my cast everyone says I mean everybody knows the Native Americans are here first. Like I I mean, would hope if so. you want to get pissed, that that's fine, but come on now. That's true. And, okay. and if you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> Don't believe anything I say, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh but no, I want my kids to make their own decisions because yeah. realistically with where we're going with technology, um, the fact that anyone can make a website that looks like a newspaper website. Yeah. Um, even the fact that you can edit photos. And Wikipedia. Add, well, yeah. Wikipedia has <laughs> become a legit source. I know. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you have to be able to, to formulate ideas based off of evidence. Yeah. So my big push in any of my courses is that students, I give them evidence from both sides. So if we were talking about something like, um, say, the Iran issue that happened, the, the assassination uh, mm -hmm. a couple months, weeks ago. I would pull articles on both sides of it, you know, those that are saying left and right in our country, and then an outside source like BBC. Okay. Um, and have the kids read it and then come up with their own opinions and then have them separate out, have argue, well, discussion, but yeah. let's, let it go to argument a little bit. Okay. I will be honest on that topic. I already know how my class would probably have gone because most of mine are very biased against the current. Um, president sure. so they would just immediately go nope I'm this yeah. regardless of where whether or not it was the, the proper action yeah. and what I'm trying to encourage is instead of just going up oh, I don't believe it because it's this look at the research and look at the evidence right like and I don't know enough about that topic to go into like what that evidence would have been but but that skill set I think is more important than what it actually is like absolutely. just having like the differentiation to be like here's what I believe here's what I don't believe because that's the truth, like maybe we approached with religion growing up. Now yeah. it's politics for our kiddos. Exactly. So it's the same skill set um, and same ideas. Yeah, and I agree with you fully on that. And like, for me, the process is what it's about. And yeah, it's the process exactly. of everything. Like, um, falling in love with the process is kind of like part of the things yeah. I'm pushing with my new company. Because for sports, everything that we've done in our lives has been a process. Whether yeah. it was trying to make it to the CrossFit Games for you or trying to make it to college play NCAA playoffs or if it was just trying to get our veil team to the last game on Sunday that wasn't at 8 a.m. My team Facts. played on that one. Yours never did. We never did because we're never... varsity on and off the field. Just put that out there. And we were only varsity off the field, but we did it well. That's why we love you guys. As I take a drink. Yeah, I, I mean, that's you only know, fitting. keep it all on brand. Authenticity's yeah. king. Absolutely. So, but uh, but no, so with that, it's just, it's, it's, I don't know where I was going with that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, you were good. I you say falling in love with the process and like kind of what stood out to me was how much this is another podcast I did with my friend Jess. Um, our society is results oriented. Like everything's yeah. about results. But then as we pulled back, kind of picked about our own journeys. And I feel like I've had kind of similar process over the past 10 years as you where it's like, yeah. okay, what do I actually care about? What are we dialing into? What are my values? Blah, blah, blah. And you really pull back and you see how important that process is versus like did I go to the CrossFit Games? Did I get a 4.0 in college? Did I win the championship? The answer was did yes I... to the first one. You were wondering. She did <laughs> yeah, go to them. I did. Well, not as an individual, though. Oh, um, okay. So, I mean, there's... But at it, the it, end of the day, like, really, it was important to me. And it is... All of it's important. It, but who cares about that one piece of it? It was yeah. 10 years of preparation. 
Like, Absolutely. and all of that, I met some of the best friends of my life. And yeah. like, you know, and that shaped me as a human, you know, for 10 years. Like there's so much alongside it, outside of that one result lining piece. I agree. Um, so anyways, you're teaching the, the power of the process and the importance of the process. Yeah. And so um, one of the things with the, the company that I'm trying to set out is looking at athletes and what's the difference between a kid that is a varsity player, yeah. doesn't even get looked at to a kid that is getting recruited by all the different coaches. Yeah. And um, so just to give a little background on that, I've been a, a select and travel team coach for lacrosse for seven years, a varsity lacrosse coach for 12, and then um, Olympic weightlifting coach for four, um, with working with one junior national athlete um, who came from never playing or competing in the sport to that within two years, and then some, some of the more master's athletes um, just helping in their process and, and that type of stuff. So, you know, looking at all these different wheelhouses, I see a kid like Willie, who Willie was my weightlifting um, athlete that started from nothing. Yeah. In two years, that kid goes from being 150 pounds, squatting maybe 185, to being 160 pounds, squatting, I don't like to admit this because he tied me. <laughs> he hit my best ever, 385. Yeah. Oh my God. That's yes. a lot. Uh, yeah. So, and how, what does he weigh? One's, he was 68, 69 kilos. So okay. roughly 162. Okay. Like just, I'm it's guessing. It's not far from me. I got to have my squat, I think. Yeah. And that was two years. But the wow. difference was he showed up no matter what I programmed, no matter what yeah. I did, showed up, put his head down, did the work, loved the process of it. Yeah. And was great. And then yeah. I got kids that come in from lacrosse. And there's kids that play year-round lacrosse. No different than training for weightlifting year-round. Yeah. Um, I would actually argue it's less painful on the body because I think weightlifting is actually Oh, tougher. I agree. Yeah. But these kids do it year-round, and they're 17, 18, and they don't, they don't care. They've lost that fun. Yeah. And I actually I was talking with uh, um, the guy I coach with, and, and we were saying, I think it's important to take a season off. Oh, dude. Well, I think the parents get, and I coached forever and through school and blah, blah, blah. But I, when I saw my kiddos that were like destined for college, could be D1 athletes, what have yeah. you, they were so burned out by the time they got there, none of it mattered. And the yeah. parents were, and it came from good space, like all the training, all the extras, anything else, nutrition, extracurriculars, training, wall ball, everything. And then they were so burned out and they didn't have that space to do other things. Yeah. They didn't want to go to college. Or they made it in, got into college, did it for one semester, and quit at Christmas. Yep. We had tons um, of those on my team. Burnout's insane. Like, yeah. And it's, well, but the thing is, if you think, when did you start playing lacrosse? We, I, uh, Colorado, I mean, I literally went out east because there was nothing out here. Yeah. And this was, I think I started a year before high school. Maybe so like 7th or 8th grade. Yeah. yeah but it was grade. like the most bootleg lacrosse you could ever think of. Oh, I started <laughs> I in 7th grade in Ohio. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it was terrible. Like, even when I got, I somehow finagled my way out east and got on an actually a really good team. And <laughs> we had a lot of learning freshman year. But then I saw how bad we, or how, not how bad I was, just how ill-informed I was on stuff. Like, I just didn't get it. Sorry, I'm just doing some sound. Oh, he's, and I'm appreciating, he's like dialing, but sound, the audio's coming, y'all. It's, we're, we're fixing it. But, um, I was almost a blessing, I think, because I wasn't inundated with travel teams and competitive and this, and like, yeah, I did everything absolutely. that was available, but there was nothing. But now I see what my kiddos are doing, and I'm like, this is more than a full-time job. Right. This is insane. 
It's go have a beer out back and like go relax yeah. and chill because you need to be a kid. Exactly. You but got you're lots 12 of time. And you're freaking out. Well, maybe you're... not 12. Like let's say like 18 well, to 21. I'm not promoting underage drinking, by the way. But I mean, just go have a coke <laughs> and a smile outside. I figured your <laughs> listeners are, are probably bright enough to catch it. I hope so. This is not literally speaking that <laughs> yeah. the, the, the kids are drinking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying, people need, you gotta provide space for kids to be kids. Absolutely. Like it's huge. Well, and that's with this whole push. I have fifth grade grade parents being like, what does my kid have to do to make this team? <laughs> Learn to spell his name. He's a fifth grader. <laughs> I was like, say. I mean, I don't know. Go play grade. with trucks. I don't know yeah. if fifth graders learn. So that's a, probably a horrible I hope they can write their name again. <laughs> I, sadly, based on no public way. K through eighth grade in public schools, kids can fail every single class and be passed until they get to high school. Seriously? Oh yes, and then and that's not the teacher's choice. Yeah, that is federally mandated. Wow. And then when they get to high school, then the freshman year teacher gets to be the asshole. Loud to swear. Oh yeah. Just just checking. Forgot to ask Absolute, that one before. Absolutely, you get okay, out here. here yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just abusing the privilege. Yeah. But, I mean, also acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Safe uh, space. <laughs> so, but you have a kid that shows up at, and he should be a freshman in high school, but he's at second grade and reading level. And I, I tell you that because I had a student two years ago yeah. show up. We tried to take him to do his GED because he was so far behind in credits. My school offers that as well. Um, and he couldn't he couldn't spell his name to do it. He was so embarrassed he never came back. All those teachers of like the 11, 12 years prior yeah. to that didn't say, like there was no moral compass of like, uh, I got to do something more here. They can't, they legally can't yeah. stop him. Because apparently it makes sense that if a kid fails everything, we should keep pushing and then, oh. and then at some point, though, I'd be like, nah, all that, we told you your first 12 years of development, anything you do is perfect. Now you're screwed because you're an idiot. Wow. Okay. Like, no, that's not what the teachers say, but that's how they feel because they don't understand whatever. Like, yeah. I have a kid in class who I love him to death, sweetest kid, but he has an issue when he gets called out in front of people. He like, and he looks at if you're asking a question, like that's kind of calling out him because if he oh, okay and for him if he puts his head down on the table i'm supposed to know that that means he wants me to come by and ask him for help hmm. now he and i built a relationship i know that's what it means but he did this with everybody else and never told anyone mm-hmm. and so people are like oh he's sleeping in class oh so then they're like hey get your head up stop sleeping and he's really trying to ask for help yeah but he can't even say that you know what yeah. i mean and it's just, it's screwed up because yeah. my thing is, how can, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had students tell me that they're middle school teachers. And now this is not to throw shade because it's just for every crappy middle school teacher, there's a great middle of school course, teacher. Of course, of course. But they've told me that they had teachers tell them they never amount to anything. Like you're a middle schooler. I'm, and, uh, what, and, when, what, what humans are becoming teachers then? Exactly. That's my question. Because every, my humans that I know, like Paula's my best friends in my life that are teachers, yeah. I'm so thankful that they're shaping our future because they're the best humans I know. Yeah, right. And I've had a few teachers back in the day. Granted, I was probably not, I was a pretty good student, but <laughs> boundaries have never been my strength. Nope. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I mean, when I hear stuff like this, like who, wh- who, who's becoming a teacher? Like, right. like what's happening here? Um, I can tell you, I had a neighbor, sorry for the, camera version of this but I'm going to start fixing it with this a little bit he's fixing the mic it's okay so John, Dave's John. phenomenal audio so we're just going to let uh, him phenomenal thing. is a stretch I'm just trying to see if it inputs more to one side because I think my voice is coming in pretty quiet okay, uh, well, okay. We'll just is it a little better uh, it looks like it is picking up okay. a little more so anyway um, which now I'll just have you to just got to get way on it like I am like this 
for those of you that don't know, I hope, Chris, this you know, is when the video is worth it because yeah, they're like, what is this weirdo oh. doing? Oh, I'm glad you're a teacher. <laughs> yes, Good thing we cut it out from earlier footage. For those of you that don't know, if there's someone that brings out the uh, inappropriate in me, it would be Kristen. We're eternally seventh graders. So oh, 100%. It's okay. I like gym class. That's why we're friends still. <laughs> totally. Because we're perpetually getting younger as we get older. But this is where so. authenticity comes like, let your kids be kids. Like, yeah. you know, it never goes away. So let well, them embrace it. And that's the thing. Like, I have students, like, I, I joke around with my kids all the time. And, yeah. and like, if a kid's walking silly down the hall, I do the same thing there. It's probably looking worse than they do, but like they just laugh and they have fun. And they, if you engage with them and like play, yeah, because that's what I'm. I'm learning myself that I've forgotten how to play over. That's every adult last, though. Exactly. We get lost into like our routine and what's going on and and how to be and what we're supposed to do. And even when you're conscious of it, yeah. I mean, it's. I'm glad you. I'm like really. Sorry. <laughs> do you remember um with tool time when it's what's his name the neighbor behind the fence? This is uh, that's what I'm. No, getting. Al Borland was your sister. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh no, Al, um. Wasn't it just the neighbor? I thought it was Harry. No. You never saw his face. He was just behind the fence. Yeah, the neighbor. That's what I was Legitimately. I mean, <laughs> With Dave in the mic. I could just talk to you this way. Also, I mean, that's clear, so either way. <laughs> Damn it. Didn't think that went through. But, um, but no, I think it's really important for the, the kiddos to be kids and... Um, <laughs> this is kind of a but our teachers to be supported because... Yeah. I, and I think that's where the pay like attracts humans that are more serious about it, maybe. I don't know. Well, it's, it's a really crazy cycle. And the, the hard thing is... Um, so no one goes into teaching to be like, I want to fuck up kids. Right. Like, let's be honest. I hope not. And if they do, you're an asshole. You're going to hell. Yeah. If it exists. Karma's real. Yeah. Karma will get you. Yeah. Um, but the thing is like, for me, you get all these people that, and my, I am not, I'm, I think we have one coworker that doesn't have a master's degree. Okay. You said you have two master's degrees. You kind yeah, of so, glossed over some of the heavy ethos. Yeah. So which uh, I almost appreciate, but you got to brag a little. Yeah. Sorry. A uh, little background is as far as education, got my undergrad degree um, in history at the College of Worcester, played lacrosse there, uh, moved to Indianapolis afterwards, got a, a master's of science with a focus in management. So um, basically emotional intelligence before they had a title for it. it came, uh, this was <laughs> we could use that in business though too. So yeah. Well, that's, it is, it, it was, um, advertises MBA with, okay. without the accounting. And oh, oh that's amazing. I would have did that in a heartbeat. Right. I, I mean, I'm not going back to school, but yes. And I suck at math. Like... So I was like, okay. absolutely, let's do it. So it's basically all of the B MBA stuff yeah. without the financial upside. Amazing. So guess what? I couldn't do numbers anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. But like, I mean, how but, applicable? I mean, it's not even applicable. Like, no, again, universe yeah. looks out or God or whatever. You exactly. Believe, and I will tell you, when I took that, when I finished that degree, I was like, well, this is a waste. This was kind of a waste. I don't know when I'm going to use it. And mm, about three months ago, I was on the phone <laughs> with my dad and I literally stopped halfway through and I went, I'm sure you've been waiting a long time to hear these words, dad. You were right. I'm glad I went back to grad school right when I didn't yes. want to. Yes. Okay. So, uh, and I'm going because really um, what I'm learning is it, it helped me recognize how to deal with people. And yeah. realistically, if you don't think being a teacher is hard, you're, you're managing a bunch of – you're managing 20 to 30 12-year-olds. That all communicate differently. Like yeah, you said, head on the desk, whatever. Don't yeah. even know how to communicate in yeah. general. And so, also a lot of adults don't too, yeah. know how to communicate, to be fair. But yes, that is very yes true. not to take away from your point. But that's because they never learned how to communicate. I completely agree. And that's the thing. Like, we, our school, so we do do, um, it's called Discovery. So okay. six six weeks, kids have to do, each week's a different focus. So one week is communication, one's anger management, one is um, 
like timeliness and scheduling how to work with groups. We have all these different like expectations. So like life skills that every kid should have. Yeah. And if yeah. you can't get through that class, you got to retake it until you get through to get into our school. Okay. Uh, that will probably be gone in two to three years because the district does not feel that it is equitable enough um, because it is not. What equitable? Like, expand on that. So, like, I mean, I know what that means, but like to them, what does that mean? To them, that means it's not fair. So and and yes, Trav, that yeah, is Sam, what does that mean? Noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so our system, the way it works, we have a, a, it's called ABI, which is Academic Behavior Intervention, which okay. means something's going on that you need additional um, help, and that's either or additional kind of refocusing. We need to address if our school's right for you. When you're doing that, you're in a room working on either credit recovery. So say like you you don't pass this discovery class. Mm -hmm. You can make up credits during this time. So say you end up getting kicked out week three and it's a six-week course. You have three weeks to make up credits in Ingenuity, which would get you caught up. Most our, Almost all of our kids are behind in credits, so yeah. there's always something to do. Uh, but you can also work on a project. And, and part of our project with ABI is you have to do a project as to why are you in here and what could you have done differently and how could you have got, avoided it and how are you going to avoid it in the future? Yeah. Meaning like, so if I was in there for, I'm late every day, what can I do moving forward so that I'm not late the next grading period? And I have to create a project, present it to teachers and get it to pass. And if it passes, then I get to go back. Okay. That's not fair to students because the, the district looks at that as an in-school suspension because we're taking them out of their scheduled courses to put them into another. Now you could be getting U.S. history and U.S. history credit, but if I take you out of the scheduled course that's on your piece of paper and put you into a different course because of an, a behavioral action, I can do it normally. Like oh. they, they switch classes all the time. Sure. But if it's because of a behavioral, it was then looked at as being a suspension. Oh. So it's then viewed as an in-school suspension. So they're telling us, that this is not going to be beneficial. And I see it going down the line that I think it's going to cut out all of this. Um, is, oh, well, I was going to say, I mean, is there light at the end of the tunnel? Like, do you think, what, 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 and this, <laughs> yeah. this is a whole yeah. other podcast, but it, like. It's called when my, my contract ends. I was going to say, well, I mean, not just for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're about what you have. We got to get into that too. But yeah. I mean, what is, you mean now with your experience, your education, the background, and I know you've had master's degrees and five years of teaching, but you've literally been coaching or been in a leadership role since like young life when you were in college, like yeah. all these leadership roles. What is now like having been a part of the school system is there and this is not going to be a short answer is there <laughs> is there a better way like i mean what would you suggest on just like a ten thousand foot view it so yes and no okay yes i think there is a better way no i don't think it's gonna happen okay um so that's a short answer because of yes. business and money i mean that's yeah, the reason most things don't evolve but well and it is run like a, a corporation there's too many yeah. hoops there's too much anytime you get somebody that's pushing something new it tends to get shot down almost immediately because there's a fear of change. We also never allow um, a full, like, you never allow a full cycle to see if it works. Yeah. So education, unfortunately, a full cycle to know if something works is K through 12th grade. Yeah. And one, I would argue that that's too long to, like, I'm yeah. not going to let, because you have, you know, every new group coming after that. That's yeah. a lot of people's life just to be like, eh, we'll see if it works. <laughs> it's a lot of gerbils, yeah. Yeah. Or guinea pigs, I should say, to test. Yeah. yeah that's perfect reference, but yeah. it is what's happening. And every time we do it, we give it a year or two, and then we throw fits. 
like Common Core. Common Core right now is getting ripped apart. Ohio, they repealed ban. What is like, Common Core? Common Core is a, uh, well, one, it's the academic standards for the country. Oh, okay. Um, in general. But when people say Common Core, they typically mean just teaching, like just math. Oh, oh, okay. Um, there was an example of like a guy that put a check. He's like, hey, look, I did the Common Core math through Reddit. I don't know enough about the procedures to talk about like the details of them. Sure. But I asked a math teacher, I'm like, and who he got his master's in, in mathematics at Ohio State, like knows his stuff, said, why did they change it and what was the point? And he said, well, the reason they changed it is because most people from our generation, older generations, um, and probably even halfway into the Gen Z group uh, before Common Core was started, yeah, they do math and they can understand the basics, but they stop at about calculus. No one goes past calculus. I sure do. Neither did I. Guess what? There's an app for that. Bye. Yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and what he said is the new techniques in teaching math, even though they are harder than the old ones... Like my, you know, I'd be able to look at a math and uh, multiplication uh, equation. Obviously, I'm not a math teacher. You can tell by my language right there. <laughs> yeah. um, the math thing or the other, whatever it is. Yeah. But um, the way I solve it, and I can I can show a student how to do that, but it's not right based off the core standards because it's oh, not okay. the order of operations. Okay. And what it's doing, it's the, the whole purpose is to make students think more critically. So, like, what other types of ways could you solve this equation? And parents are throwing fits. I mean, like... It's got to be hard for them because do they remember any of this crap? And that's exactly why they're throwing fits is because yeah. they can't explain it, so it's dumb. Oh. When it's like... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Like, people blow that's up. That's back to communication in adults. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're getting angry because, oh, I should be able to do this. I can do this much easier this way. Well, the point isn't being able to do it easier. It's yeah. being able to think critically about doing it a different way. Yeah. So, uh, so then like for me, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Cause I stopped at Common Core yeah. and I learned later in life that for, or not in Common Core, I stopped at calculus or Algebra 2. I was, I think I, I stopped at Algebra 2 in high school or whatever, but you don't need yeah. anymore. I was like, cool. Bye. I stopped it after the second round of it. Okay. Yeah. As a graduate, <laughs> uh, Acceptable. Definitely failed at the first Yeah. Time. Yeah. Actually only class I ever failed. But, um, <laughs> so like that type of stuff and it makes sense. I'm like, oh, okay. Cause for me. If someone had given me different ways of looking at it, I probably would have been like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Well, and their whole point was to critically think, and again, it wasn't really... Yeah, so there's an irony within that, yes, of course. So, and it's just one of those where... um, So for me, like, I've never been in a role where more people have told me how to do my job that have no right to. Like, um, when I was coaching CrossFit at Palladium, I had a mom come up to me and say, oh, I'm going to homeschool my kids. And I went, okay. And no judgment on that. You know, you have the yeah. right to do whatever you want. This is kind of like some of my next questions, but go go in. Yeah. Oh, well, and what I said was, um, I was like, well, would you take your kid to a doctor that wasn't licensed? Because as a teacher, you have to go to school for two years yeah. to learn how to teach, not to learn your content, not to learn your subject, to learn how to teach. Yeah. And she goes, no, I wouldn't do that. Why? I go, that's what you're doing right now. Yeah. And she went, oh, well, we just think we can be- do a better job. And then as I got to know her as a client, I noticed she was a client that you need to go deeper on your squat and then never went deeper. Oh, okay. And I was like, ah, oh, that, that just it makes sense. That fits. Yeah. I, yeah. I get it. Indication all the way around. Absolutely. You know better than everyone. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So. I mean, so do you think at some point, like, homeschooling might be the better options? You can take control? Because I, I have phenomenal humans that do homeschool their kids. And I'm not a parent, so I'm careful to commentate on things. That, like, I'm not – and I'm not a teacher. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know a lot. But I know I would always want to do – 
the best for my kiddos, my dogs, or whatever. The socialization side would be that's, tough. And that would be my key factor. And I would agree. That's probably the biggest issue. Because yeah. you could, realistically, you could teach your kid. Because let's be honest, colleges at this point are a dime a dozen. Colleges yeah. are for-profit businesses at this 100%. point. 100%. Um, and the, the value of a degree is dropping. Yeah. Like, people are realizing you can go to trade schools. Like we, so our school did a podcast on that. Huge. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I missed that one actually. But one of my have, kids, I coach at Grandview. Yeah. Her and her dad started um, a heating and air conditioning, like basically HVAC, everything yeah. company. Yeah, H, uh, HVAC. I think it's HVAC. Yeah, I'm uh, really bad. It is. Okay, we're out here. <laughs> we're learning. Um, but she like went through the whole process of not wanting to go to college, and like she's already had like some incredible like adult experience yeah. as a young human. But they're thriving. Absolutely, and like, they're it was making, amazing. What? She's making probably eighty five or higher. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't ask specifically, but she's like, it's she's yeah, happy, yeah, I'm sorry, and no, she's young. Just... Like, I mean, I can't remember twenty six. Maddie, how old are you? Um, <laughs> but like, but, but the point is, like, she's happy, she's loving it. Yeah. Like, she gets to be her own boss. She gets yeah. to like help the community and like help out families like when they can't pay their people or whatever. Like, I mean, it just fit the world all the way around. Yeah. So, anyways, but that's it. the reality is a trade school is probably an option for more kids than it shouldn't be. Like, well, dude, it's recession They need to offer it more than they don't. Yeah. And it's really frustrating because I was a kid that probably would have done better in a trade school. Really? What would you yeah. have done? Uh, I don't know. I like work, but I liked my favorite jobs were working with my hands, bartending, yeah. um, working warehouse. Yeah. I just like to be active. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't my path. You know, yeah. like I look at it, I'm like, I probably would have fit in better, but there was something different for me. Um, yeah. Because... As much as I like working with my hands, I like being with people. Yeah. And it's a it's a huge thing for me to be involved in helping people grow and, and watching people succeed. Um, well, I think that's kind of what we talked about where every little piece of the puzzle, I mean, again, as my, I say this on almost every cast, my type A, my intentional humans, and now there's anything wrong with my type B, but it's almost like the more is more. So I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be so intentional about my path and what I want. And that's great, but when you really reflect it, you know, 30 mm. plus years old or however old you are, and you're 21. like, 21, Thanks. well, 18 at heart, eight, yeah. plus Botox. Uh, sorry, did I steal your age? <laughs> yeah, that's normally you're what you tell me okay, on your birthday. I mean, also true. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw that shit we're getting, we're getting younger every birthday. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, but it's, I think when you reflect, you you look back and you're like, thank God all that happened. And yeah. like, God, it was a slow process and this took forever. And But every little piece, like coaching, young life, parents oh. and religion, like, it now positions you in this space where you are so equipped with all these skills unintentionally so. And that's why I think our teachers and our education is very, very important. And the socialization, friends, sports, the experiences you have in, in you know, K through eight, then eight through, you know, 12, uh, are critical outside of like the academic yes. situation because you learn, you grow, you build relationships. And I wish they would add in curriculum around like relationship building, nutrition, um, not even fitness, but just movement yep. and like these life skill things that we've kind of had to learn later yeah. on. Um, but you reflect and you see how much your path is positioning you to be right where you're at. Oh, and that's, it's one of those one to first answer. Cause I totally went off on a sidebar about homeschooling. I do oh, think yes, it is sorry, possible to academically, <laughs> I think it's hundred percent possible to uh, raise your kids and, and teach them well. But you have to do it from, you have to take all of your bias out of it as a parent. Yeah. Because if, if I grew up in a home that I knew like only one side of every issue and every topic, then Oof. that's going to skew everything forward. And that's, that can be challenging because as a teacher, it's challenging. Yeah. Like for me, there's some things where I'm like, like I've had to change a lot of my own views as I've learned and been like, oh shit. Either like, like if you want to say America never did anything wrong. <laughs> 
you don't know our history. <laughs> yeah. And I'm the first one to say I love our country. I love it. I think there's some amazing things. I'm grateful for everyone that's fought for us. Yeah. Thank you to, for your service to all those people. But if you would like to act like our country has never done anything wrong, yeah. you need to read. Because you yeah. can't love somebody unless you know the good and bad. And yeah. Just like a person, right? You can't say you really love your significant other unless you know all their shit and all their good stuff. Well, that almost that almost enriches the love. Like we don't yeah, all, we don't absolutely. have to PR and put on the front and market every single thing that's out there. Like yeah. reality and authenticity is real, and you can thankfully, if any mistakes that were made, which there were, we've rebounded or we've learned or yeah. we still are learning. <laughs> Change is slow. Yeah, um, like very. things things are happening, and I think that's what's good about our young humans is that that they can see all this digest it in a certain way and then choose to live a different way. And I don't think, I think even our generation missed some of that. Like, it's, oh yeah, definitely. Like, like that's new for us. And I think that's been both part of both of our past. So I've been yep. like, mm, I don't know if that really makes sense. Yeah. I know it's been grained in our heads and whatever, but price is wrong. <laughs> like, let's kind of go a different way. And, and I mean, how much time, energy, money have we spent to figure that out? Right. A well, lot. Well, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> you, you said the whole process and I mean, I didn't realize it. It took me about a month to two months of, of kind of formalizing where I'm going with this new adventure of mine. And yeah. And then, but it was like, I look back and it's literally everything I did. Dude, it's exactly who you are as a human. I don't, yeah. we, we'll get into it. Yeah. Sorry. Now's a good time. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's all, all in, all in due time. Um, the way it, without, we're going to talk about the detail, the yeah. way it's come together and again, all the assets and skill sets and just genu- genuinely who you are as a human yeah. that are put into this newfound business, it's pretty remarkable. It's like, to be honest, it's one of those for me, it feels so easy and everything uh, aligning that it feels yeah. like it's too good. Like, yeah. it's one of those where I'm like, this is, something's going to happen. <laughs> is it going to break like, up with me? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, we know this route. It's about two yeah, to three months. Yeah. Shit's going well. Yeah. Like, when am I going to get that? Like, hey. You it's got like, another boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know the routine. Some jokes I'm not going to make right now. <laughs> Conclusions. Uh, check out my Facebook from 2011 to 2014. No. Uh, or mine. Either or one. Either we were one. both were just Tag. as bad. Yeah. Or as good, we should say. I would yeah, feel like we stayed right under the radar well, on all things. And and my thing is too, even saying you know we were both as bad. Yeah. How much do we learn from any any relationship we've had? Really? Oh, everything. Yeah. Thank God I haven't had to have too many. Or knock on wood, maybe uh, maybe learnings are still coming. Yeah. But the yeah. ones that we oh, have, yeah. Look, oh, for listening, off, maybe they're still coming. How old are you? Yes, they're still coming. Eighteen. I already told you. This. Yeah, exactly. I you mean, got like, yes, I mean, I'm, the ones that matter, not the learning ones. Like, <laughs> please, no more learning ones. <laughs> well, you're gonna learn even in the good ones. I know. Oh, oh, I, I know this is true. No Thank more, you, no more. Why me learning? Like, <laughs> no, we are no victim status. Yes. No, we're over yeah, that. Exactly. We paid money for this. <laughs> um, okay, so tell us, name a new business. Tell, so, tell us the baseline of all of it. Yeah. So, um, new business name is Athlete Mindset. Um, the company. Simple and clean. I love that. Yep. I don't even think I, I, I didn't log athlete. I didn't log the name yet, but we're here now. Yeah. So the the name is Athlete Mindset. Um, the idea is everything that you need to do off the field to be prepared on. Um, and focusing mainly with high school and middle school athletes, um, starting with the lacrosse network because that's where I'm at, but then branching into all sports. Is when I'm writing it, it's everything is written for any athlete. But sure. um, basically, it's like I have my first course is four pillars: movement, um, recovery, nutrition, and mindset. And I'm using it as a platform to one address mindset because. Yeah. It's kind of a way to sneak sneak mental health into talking Huge. to high school and middle school kids, um, but framed around mindfulness and, and visualization yeah. of their play, that type of stuff. Um, but basically, going to offer courses as well as coaching 
Um, the parents, the idea is parents and kids come for one cost. Um, and that's the entire family. It's not just like one person. Oh, okay. And the idea is because if kids and parents aren't on board and not, and I'm not saying the parents have to like, you have to eat five meals a day. No, but you have to be able to know what your kid has to go through to support them. Yeah. And the beauty of it is, is it could be stuff the parents already know. Like the parents have, have how many times has the parents said one thing to their kid, the kid ignores it, and they, the kid looks to the someone that is not their parent, yeah. hears the same thing, and they went, oh my God, why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> yeah. And so really the big push is I'm, I'm kind of being that middleman, yeah. um, and that's with my parents, like lacrosse parents that I've talked to, that's what they've said would be a big help. Yeah. Um, but it's providing kids a space to one, look at like, okay, am I really trying as hard as I need to be? Yeah. And am I really doing my best? And what do I need to do to be able to get there? So um, the that tri- different piece of accountability, I think, is critical. Yeah, and it's 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 framed from they all think you know they see an athlete and they look at it and they're like, okay, this guy just practices really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, the experience and kind of creativity of it or creation of it was the idea that so I I was a two time all conference defender in college. Um, not, didn't have a bad career, small D3 school. So it wasn't D1. I wasn't pushing all American by any means, yeah. <laughs> but I had a great career. I started every yeah. single game of my college career. And when as an athlete, that's all you can really ask for. For sure. Because 20 years after the line, what does it matter as a lacrosse player? No, two where years we after play? the line, man. Like it's, it's I a would quick argue, turnover. I would argue one. Okay. Or even, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, the second you graduate, it's like next case. And unless you go into the industry you're yeah. playing in, it doesn't matter after that. Right. Um, and so for me... It was always just like I got out of it. And I thought I knew every single thing I knew about training, you know, what it was to be an athlete. And then said five every years later, ever. yeah, exactly. <laughs> said every 21-year-old with, you know, some form of knowledge and the internet. Yeah. This was, this was 2000. And an accolade, a sports accolade. You're like, okay. Yeah, this was 2007, 2008. So the internet wasn't as accessible as it is Oh, now. right, right, yeah. You know, it's, uh, we didn't have smartphones. Yeah. So I really didn't have any way to learn about or, or where to start to learn. Yeah. Um, when I would look for like any type of advice or, or skills or techniques, it was either like the generic, like five tips to be a better athlete. Yeah. And which Articles never, like we found in the library or something basic. Exactly. <laughs> and, and to be honest, if you Google athlete mindset right now, that's all that pops up are these bullshit. Like, really? Yeah. There's no, there's like the name, the fact that the name alone was I available can't believe that. is insane. Now there's an asshole squatting on athletemindset.com. So, oh, okay. So I own athletemindset.net and, oh, okay. and .net will be the website when it's up. Um, but yeah, like there's no presence at all. Do you, what are they asking for the guys? Two grand, twenty one hundred for it. Yeah, let it marinate. That's what I figured. Yeah, oh, I'm like, that's no so rush. annoying. Okay. Yeah, and it's a Denver guy. Uh, oh really? It's a Denver-based company that. Did owns, you tell them about the company and then they rushed no, out there? Denver, no, Denver-based company that owns over thirty thousand dot com addresses, so and they just, just sit play. on them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's, I'm not a huge fan of the process. But, yeah. But he's also working a system. I yeah. Can't, I can't hate on that. Yeah. Because he beat me to it. Yeah. But the fact okay. that that's the only like thing in the way. Like yeah. no companies. There's one woman out of Britain that has an LLC or like that tried to launch athlete mindset and her website like she launched it over a year ago website's not up okay and there she has athlete mindset on linkedin that's it oh wow so there's nothing you gotta trademark there. that asap yeah totally okay. that's in the right i have the a good route. lawyer that i just used to do mine i will have to i got you one. yeah he did a really good job 
the, my cousin's listening, I'm totally going to ask her husband for help. Uh, also acceptable. Yeah, he is a, he's a, a trademark lawyer. Oh, oh, thousand percent. Yeah. She actually has two trademarks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, she's not ever going to listen to this. But uh, she better. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> but uh, two trademarks on implants for brain surgery. Oh, okay. Yeah, like legitimately, my cousin is a badass brain surgeon. I'm here for I had for no it. idea. Okay. found out a year ago because I'm... She's in, in Jersey. I'm out here. But, okay. Or just a humble human. Yeah. She's not well, all She's Instagram. super humble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's just living her life. <laughs> Come and, to KO Alliance to change that. <laughs> yeah, right. I almost wore my KO Alliance shirt. Oh, my dude. I you got to have like, a couple by now. I, I only have one. Do you seriously? Yeah, I won the medium tank top from the event we competed uh, in. You're welcome. You see, I have an influencer I'll, one right there. We're going to get a picture. Perfect. So that's that three now at least. Awesome. <laughs> so... Anyways, no, business. Yeah. So um, the idea though is basically as a coach, I've seen a... Um, I keep wanting to say downgrade. That's not the right term. Uh, but a change and a decline. There we go. Yeah. In off-field stuff. So the yeah. way that a kid sits on field, if, he, if if the drill's going on, the way the players on the sidelines sit. And most of them, they're not even paying attention. They're, really? They're talking to each other. They're screwing around. And this is like a select team that your parents are paying 1500 to $2,000 oh. a season. And you show don't up Don't the coaches for, yell at them for Oh, that? we yell at them. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Oh, okay. So I I can't tell you how many kids. I got one kid. Could be. At, you can't wait to be a dad. Oh, uh, no. That's, uh, no uh, this is what the, coaching this does, This is my birth control. Oh, Let's just I believe say it, that. man. I love um, kids and coaching, but it's real. Yeah. I also love being able to say, here's your parents. Have a good rest of your day. Love you. Bye. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. So this kid could be phenomenal. Yeah. But he is too scared to dodge hard because he's not a good, like, just straight up dodger. He's got to be flashy. It's mm-hmm. got to look good, like throw a big fake, get you to bite on that because he doesn't have enough confidence in himself yeah. to just make the dodge and run by you. Oh. So out here he does okay. He beats around kids, he gets around them. Then he goes to the East Coast and he gets his shit kicked yeah. because every guy is a, it's a, it's a Long Island defender who is a meat stick that's going to beat the piss out of you. <laughs> and he's yes, not going to feel bad at all. Yeah. And yes, she's laughing because she knows the stereotype. Oh, it's yeah. true. Well, I got whooped on his head went out east. But yeah. what a phenomenal lesson he's getting now But he's if but he makes it to college. The thing <laughs> is, though, he's not he's not challenging himself because yeah. he's going, okay, and he comes back here and does the same thing. Yeah. And so a lot of it is if I can get these kids in middle school and get them kind of thinking differently before they get to high school – that was why I switched from coaching varsity lacrosse to going to coach seventh graders. Yeah. Because seventh graders still want to learn and they still, yeah. they don't have that, oh, who are you mentality. Yeah. I can't tell you how many kids did that, went to college and then came back and went, I really wish I would have listened to you. My coach said exactly what you said when we got there. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Drake, Drake Gillis, I'm talking to you at CC. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. Wait, I mean, so do you think these kiddos just wanted more like resume from you or like some sort of like ethos to listen or like what, where, I where think did that a little come bit. from? So, um, no, cause so when I coach, I coach with two guys that played at DU, um, and DU, not the current like back, but right when it turned to D1, but still yeah. had that D1 label. Yeah. And actually the kids, um, pretty much treated me the same if not better Um, and actually there were some comments which they were making which there was a couple kids that didn't like our head coach but they were like very much so being like coach dave needs to do more oh okay that type yeah Um, and so i don't think that like because i played d3 versus d1 matters okay it's just a weird group like kids don't Mm. know what it looks like to to work hard yeah they don't they think showing up at practice 
putting the uniform on, half-assing it's all it through practice. A, That's yeah. it. They're checking the box. Yeah. Getting it, moving on. Especially at schools, and this is not a knock on, on well-to-do schools, because that's where I came from. Yeah. But in schools where parents do everything for their kids. Yeah. If you're packing your kid's bag up, if you're carrying your kid's bag, if you're wiping your is kid's really ass, it? Okay. it pretty much gets there. Yeah. Like, I mean, not the wiping ass, but they pick up their bags and everything else. Yeah. No, the wiping the ass was definitely the, the exaggeration. <laughs> I was hoping. I mean, I didn't... Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't follow them in the bathroom, I so I wouldn't say. know. Um, <laughs> There's a whole other boundary there. But let's put it this way. I actually had a coach tell me on the drive home that he watched another kid, like watched a kid have his parents take his cleats off. Okay. And these are parents aren't too busy. Middle school or high school, one of the two. Really? Still, too, either or, too old to have your parents take your shoes off. Wow. We um, I, I laugh a little bit, but when we would go ice skating, we actually would play like ice hockey at Evergreen, yeah. like really, you know, basic hockey. But I would always have my dad tighten my skates, even when I was like eighteen. But tightening skates is really hard. different, though. Yes. it is hard to tighten skates. Yeah, it is actually really hard. He was really good at it, and it's and if they're not tight, then it's all just messed up. But anyways. Yeah. I would hope that the kiddos have enough pride to be like, this is embarrassing. They, they don't. They're the okay. other kids aren't like, oh, mommy or daddy's no, putting on your skates or remember, your shoes. This is kind of the the downside. Like, one, yeah. I love, like, this generation is going to be so accepting of so oh, many different things. Oh, I have full faith things. in our humans. Yes. I love that our to death. Humans. I'm so proud of them for that. Because I think, like, listening to my students talk, it's shit that was issues when we were kids are not there. Yeah. Or at least like the hangups. Well, it's a different pause. generation. They're growing up with different stuff. Internet, yeah. social media, like exactly. parents are, they've probably been through some shit. So they want to make it easier for their kids. Like yeah. I kind of get it. And I get it too. It's just that sometimes it goes too far. Yeah, you completely know? agree. And it's, it's interesting to see the ones that do the most are usually the ones that have the highest opinion of their kids. Yeah. Even though their kids expect the most without doing it. Yeah. And that's just, so the idea was, how can I kind of approach the kids? And like one of the things, I can't wait till I get to, to teach my courses yeah, and tell these kids that think they're doing a lot. Because one of the straight things I'm going to tell them straight up is they're not working hard enough. Yeah, There's two, two high schools here that I can say for lacrosse are working hard enough for the most part. I can't say every kid because yeah. I don't know every kid. But from what I've seen from them and, and the ethos they've created as a school, yeah, they are. Those two yeah. schools for sure. But besides that, like... I can't, I have one kid out of our, our 23 graduation class, so for current freshmen, a double A team, which is the, you know, like top tier and a single A team. Yeah. I have one kid on that team that's doing what he should without having to be told. Wow. And he's, I, I, I coach a single A, I don't coach a double, but he's on the double and he's at one of those two schools I mentioned and he will be a varsity player and probably a college player if he stays with it. Okay. But this generation has this issue with like being a tryhard isn't cool. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh Yeah. We'll wow. make fun of the tryhards. Oh, okay. At least for that's what we're I mean, seeing well, in like, lacrosse. So then what's like what's the end game? Like, if you don't, do they want to get to college or they just want to get there and like do nothing or like what? I, I think if it's if what is cool. I, I guess think, is my question. Yeah, I don't know. Well, one, I don't know. I'm the, I'm the tryhard coach. I'm yeah, the one who, well, I like, think we were the tryhard kids, and I think that's oh, yeah. probably why we've had success in our world, or what I can deem success, like self discovery and like entrepreneurial, you yeah. know, opportunity and. I'm, or even just oh. growth as humans. Dude, you got to try hard in so many things. Yeah, like, well, that kind of hurts my heart, but well, I get it. And I think, though, you and I are different mindsets. Yeah. Like, that's one of the things I learned when I joined Front Range, which, for those of you that don't know, is the gym that we both used to train at. Yes. Um, I really learned what it looks like to train. Yeah. Not, not exercise, what it looks like to train. Yeah. And I don't think kids understand there's a difference. I think Oof. to them, like, practice is like what people think exercising is versus training. 
So do you think that starts at home or is that social media influence? Like, cause some of these kids so, aren't around their parents that much. I don't want to blame social media that much. Cause okay. uh, I don't know, maybe, but there's that whole push. Then we can go into like, well, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Like male body issues, female body issues. Totally. Cause I saw something the other day. Uh, I, cause I'm with the idea of launching a new company. I'm paying attention to social media a lot more. Which, My dude, welcome to the jungle. You on TikTok yet? <laughs> I'm not. Uh, you said you were, painful. you went up in there. It's, really? It's entertaining. We sound I, it's so Vine. Old. Okay. It's the, it is the Vine of this. See, the, this Vine kind of skipped me. I'll, I usually just use Instagram because it's yeah. Just that's how I've always been. Multifaceted. Yeah, and like I miss. To be honest, I miss Vine too. So like, it's yeah. new to me. It's fun to kind of watch. Okay. One, the fact that there's way too many young girls on there dancing and, oh. and like creepy old men making comments bothers me. Oh. Like okay. that's like apparently a normal thing. Really? That's, so this is what I've learned in in three. Well, probably. Four hours, five hours total of, of watching content. Okay. Because I, I I was told six hours of watching content then start building Your it. brain starts to mush, yeah. Uh, I, I got, yeah, you got to break those six <laughs> hours up. But one thing I've learned is there's way too many creepy old dudes on it. Yes. Creeping, cre- and, and there's a difference between being old and being on it and being old and creeping on it. Yeah, like, acceptable. The being old and creeping on it, like, you, you're going to go to hell. The there's creeper. a special pe- place for you people. Yes. Um, but with the, like, so there's that. Then there's like the, the like teenage kid trying to make a name for themselves, yeah. which that's whatever. Do your thing, like, but don't sexualize yourself. Oh, don't over sexualize your body. Don't, yeah. Like, one, don't be searching for the guy that's clicking on the like. Yeah. Like, legitimately have know better your value. value. Yep. Same thing. I'm with you. And then uh, the I saw one thing though, because like for me, male body image is a huge passion, and that's that. And a rising conversation. We're time. What's that? No, no, no. We're not oh. on time. I. As long as you're good on time, I'm good on time. I never cut combo. So uh, <laughs> I'm hanging out with Eric. I just so got to say, oh my I'm sorry, dude. Not, I don't not yes. have anything. So if he listens to this, sorry, buddy. You better listen. Yeah. Oh, one of my other faves. These are yeah. all my like CrossFit brothers. Absolutely, you're um, stuck with us. Yeah, facts. Exactly. He has better hair than I do, and I never say that. Oh, I will let him know that one. But I keep telling him he's got to come to Dry Bar with me. I'm not oh my kidding. god. He would do it too. Yeah, he would, and it would be awesome. I know. And you know, like, okay, film me. Like, I want to be there to film the doors open. We'll TikTok it. Yes, Yes. the separate, like, both doors kick open. You two flaunting your oh my god, my new blowouts. Facts. I gotta make sure he like grows it out like forever. I'll start telling him now. He can't get a cut. I think I told him. Okay, tell him. But only his mom cuts his hair, so he like lets it grow. Really? Oh yeah, you didn't know this? No, it's only my best friend. Oh, ask him tonight. Confirm. He might have let someone else cut it. I don't think so. I think literally he goes home to get it cut, and only his mom cuts his hair. Yeah, but is that because he just doesn't want to pay anyone to do it? Well, I don't know. Probably, but yeah, he's probably give give mom kudos. But back to business. No, so so um, I've I grew up having body issues because. At fourth grade, a kid who, to be honest, had a similar build, if not probably was a little bit chunkier than I was, Yeah. looked at me and called me bitch tits, right? Oh. And that, still to this day. Were you a chunky kid? I was average. Like okay. I, I was a, so mesomorph. I was the middle okay. of the pack. <laughs> okay. I just grew up in a hometown where every kid was like six foot skinny, yeah. like that lean build. Yeah. Where I know I'll never like... I will never have skinny abs. Myself either. Yeah, yes. and that's I'm good with it now. But as a kid, when you're like, "What the fuck does everyone have abs except for me?" Yeah. And oh, of course that means that's well, why I zero. can't get a girlfriend. It wasn't the fact that I had no game as a kid. 
It was the fact that I just you know, didn't have abs, and that's why I didn't have a girlfriend. This was fourth grade? Well, that was like growing up. Teenagers. Oh, oh okay. I, we're okay, I was going to say, this yeah, is pretty early. I was a very evolved human in I fourth mean, grade. you know. I was like, what is my ego? But uh, I think it's important for boys to talk about this. No, it is. Because heavy into like the girl side of thing, which is obviously a relevant combo, but yes, now we've got to get back to the boy side of thing. And I would argue, so the difference is, though, is the, while well, yes, both now are being told what to look like, what to do. Yeah. It was a male-dominated culture as far as sure. telling people what to look like. And I think that even though it has switched a little, um, I never viewed it as that, like as being yeah. a male-dominated. Because for me growing up, everything I always did was for the woman. Yeah. It was, you have to look this way to get a girl to like you. You have to act this way to get a girl to like you. And and I would argue women hear the same thing but towards men. Sure. And. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I just don't think we realize that those same conversations are happening. Yeah. And we're just not piecing it together. Yeah. And, and it, but that being said, there has been a male dominance that does, didn't need to be exposed and brought out as far as Hollywood. And, of course. And of course. Even the, the fact that women and men are not paid equally in the same positions. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, it's odd. Education is one of the only ones. I actually have tra- traditionally worked in female dominated careers. I actually completely believe that. Yeah. But I, really I, have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. so many, so many angles there. Um, <laughs> but I think it's just, it's more socially acceptable for a male to be fat than for a woman to be fat I agree. or to be accept or to get old it or to is. any, to be anything outside of what stereotypical <laughs> beauty female male looks like. And I would agree it very much is more acceptable. Yeah. Um, I just never been part of the community that felt comfortable with it being acceptable. Right. Like, for me, as a kid, <coughs> oh, sorry. <coughs> I'm out little, of nowhere. A little more whiskey or water. Uh, yeah, we'll go water this round. <laughs> um, but no, like, just for me, I always compared, like, I remember being a kid watching MTV Spring Break comparing my body to every guy on the sh- on the TV. But see, I actually think like, that's the norm. I think oh, I do, young I do kids, older kids, I mean, even if it's more socially acceptable for a man to look a certain way versus a female, I still think our young men are just like women facing yeah. those body issues. Like, Well, and that leads back to in... Sorry, I won't scream away from the microphone. Oh, you're fine. That, well, that leads back in the TikTok comment. Yeah. I saw one of the like main, the girls, I don't know if she's... To be honest, not. I wouldn't actually wouldn't know. Yeah, something like some dancer, whatever. Okay, so but the God, Madonna of TikTok. The, the yeah, the um, Logan whatever of Vine is this girl. I wouldn't TikTok. even know that. Maybe you I am that way out of touch. You might be glad silent. I have a podcast. Okay, um, but yeah, <laughs> we'll catch up. So <laughs> anyway, but she had like a video in the first. It was like a guy standing next to her, and she's like, "No, this, no, like can't have this, can't have that, gotta have this, like." Literally, it was like no muscles, no that, which whatever. Like your preference is your preference. Like yeah, you have the right to love whoever you love, and if that's what you're drawn to, cool. Yeah. But if you're the number one social media influencer in that that lane, right? So yeah. the TikTok lane, every single boy that sees that is now gonna think I'm not good enough, especially yeah. if if they are like into her and they follow that. Like if they're influenced what, by her. Yeah, if they're influenced by her. Thank you. That's a great way of saying. Yeah. But if they are, they're gonna think I'm not good enough. Which then is going to encourage them, like literally, it was like, I want tall and skin, like yeah. skin and, and bones. Is that what she wanted? Apparently, I don't know. I, I, I didn't like message her. Is this really what you want? <laughs> you, I didn't know no, if you were influenced or not. No, all that did to me was be like, yep, not, <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah, not going to deal with this. Yeah. But uh, it was just sad to me though because yeah, that's all. All it takes is one kid to see that, and then for him to be like a sixth grader who has no luck because he's doing like. 
I, I like to use my example, the scroll email when I asked a girl out in sixth grade. The scroll email. Yeah, it went W. And then you scrolled for a while. I went W-I. And then you scrolled. Oh, my god! This is like old email before because there was okay. nothing. Oh, yeah. It was like black background, different colors. Yeah. Super crazy. Yeah. For those of you that can't imagine it, you're welcome. You don't want <laughs> yes. to imagine it. I think I sold something um, like this even in college. Like our email ooh. in college was bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was probably about the same. Yeah. Um, 99, 2000. Yeah, it didn't really change much. Well. You're a little, you're a little younger. I, I know. know. I'm not gonna tell. <laughs> you could say. I, it was like 97, 98. <laughs> yeah. So really not that far off. Yeah. Uh, I was 97 because I was sixth grade then. Uh, just, <laughs> uh, we're a little far off. Just so you can remember that you are slightly more 18. 21 than I am. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so yeah, like I had no clue. Now, if I was a kid now and so, yeah. you know, just lack of game because my dad was gone a lot and he never told me how to ask a girl out or how to talk to a girl. If I was a kid yeah. now that I saw like, oh, like my build, which I'm very happy with where I'm at as an adult, but as a kid... Yeah. Like you look around and you're like, oh, I'm not that skinny kid. I'm not that. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean we, talk, we were talking earlier before we started about, you know, teen suicide, yeah. stuff like that. Like that's a shit that's going to affect somebody. Yeah. Is if you see something that's going to take away. And so I don't want to take away from like saying like, sure, that's your type. Yeah. Don't broadcast it. Right. Like. Well, we, we talk about, that's why I like, I, I poke the bear with the influencer t-shirts and all that. Yeah, because yeah. I think there's such a heavy responsibility around being an influencer. And yeah. at the end of the day, um, influencer, the word in itself, Cleo speaks, yes. um, is so tired. Like nobody wants to hear anymore. And it's also really positive when people do understand their impact and take responsibility around it. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is actually matter whether you've got 20 followers or 50 million. If two people listen to you out of either party, it's a big deal. Yeah, if absolutely. one person does. That's... So, I mean, there's a, there's a big, there's a big piece of responsibility there. And like being a teacher, you're yeah. probably, you are more impactful influential wise yeah. than most people on the internet. And yes, our young people are drinking in these messages, but their impact is coming from home. It's coming from parents or, or teachers or coaches or mm. friends or the people that, that are in their immediate reality. Yeah. Of course the internet is a, a piece. And I really think our young people are privy to how much it's smoke and mirrors. Is that every kid? No. No. And is but... it happening a lot as negative? absolutely yeah and i agree with you on that though i do think that some of them realize that it is now it's business i hope yeah and when you see (laughs) i've done some management in the space um if if you (laughs) if you see you know the other side of some of these voices yeah it's not even it's bad it's like maybe they're there to have fun or maybe they're there to to be sexy or like their mission isn't to coach the world to be a role model yeah right it's happening and they're they can i mean eminem came on tv mtv awards got 90 maybe 2000s when he was first coming out said role model but then he's like i'm not a role model and it was years later that even goes back to um charles barkley yeah in the in the early 90s with the i am not a role model (laughs) speech where he was like i'm a basketball player i'm not a role model yeah you should be your kid's role model not me yeah but i mean and there's truth in that and you are though like kids are following you're saying then they're probably reverberating that message that's true so i don't know you it's a tough aware. spot. Yes. It really is. Well, and that's one of, like the big thing with part of the like joy of, for me of launching this company is yeah. that by not being in the system, I can have those real life conversations outside, yeah. even outside of sports. So one of the big things I'm pushing is for kids to find purpose in sport. Yeah. And really what I mean in that is find purpose in what they're doing. Yeah. And do they love what they're doing? And if they do, great. But if you want to be that kid that all you, your goal is to play high school lacrosse and go through college. Let me save your parents some money and tell them not to pay for that select team. Yeah. Because the select team at that point is just you paying to hang out with your friends. Right. Like, right. if that's the case, and 
Like, that's cool if that's all you want, but guess what? You're probably not going to make that select team. When you're not happy, don't waste your own time. Yeah, like, like money, obviously, I think conscious budget is always a piece of the puzzle. Yeah, absolutely. But also, like, go do something else. Maybe yeah. you're an artist, or maybe you like piano, or go home and write. I don't know. Do yeah, something you like, actually want to do. Find your passion. Yeah. You know, and that's, that ties all back into the whole, though. Like, could the education system be different? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm like, I mumble, number one, and I know I do, and I just caught <laughs> Oh, I for sure do. One of my friends Maybe. is like, oh, you got that New York speak? I'm like, no, that's tequila. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Maybe a little New York in there, but yes. Mine's just, uh, I'm a fidgeter. So, like, I'm like, well, ooh. <laughs> I know. Well, I tell everyone when we're on the mic, because I do the same thing, so that's yeah. why I'm, like, always up here and on it. But I'll, like, and I'm such a hand visual speaker yeah. that I'm in the other room by the time the end of the paragraph. Yep. But anyways, so the business, it's athlete mindset. Yeah. We have, we're focusing on athletes. It's okay. basically fostering life skills through sports. Yes, exactly. And okay. it, it's it's coaching like things like structure. How do you build a schedule? Yeah. And, and the difference of why are you doing this? So like, because if I told a kid, hey, you need to wake up at five o'clock every day, do this, do that, which they don't need to wake up at five o'clock every day. Yeah. But if I gave them like my routine, you know, here's why you need to do it. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, no, why would I? But if I told them, hey, if you do every single thing like this for the next six weeks and your goal is a six-week goal, six goal, measure it beforehand, measure it after. And if they can see that progress, then they go, oh, shit. Yeah. That something did change. And it's got you got to start small. Yeah. So that, you know, the idea is they'll leave with a goal. Then I'll follow up call and that and kind of just check in because I want to make sure they're achieving it. If you're going to come, like, to be honest... Um, one of my things is the kid that comes in and is completely like, he's sitting on his phone, do not want to be there. He's going home and yeah. I'll refund him his money. Yeah. What's well, a waste of your time? I mean, that's it's a waste business. of mine. It's a waste of his parents' money. Yeah. And yeah. so the idea is I want to see, I want to see kids succeed in getting where they want to be. And I want to give them the tools to be there. And just like you said, it's it's shaping it through sport. Life skills yeah. framed through sport. Yeah. Well, I think it's such a phenomenal lens. And I definitely see at some point it being like artists maybe coming or anyone that's yeah. focused on a, a goal. Exactly. Because this is such practical life skill. Well, and that's it. Like, it's it's really nothing to do with being an athlete. Right. But right. for the market, for the start, it's the, the launching point. Because realistically, this could be applied to any any corporation, any person. School curriculum, anything. Well, and even like just the way that like you and I have approached our lives and and growth and self reflection and and really investing in ourselves and the fact of like, I would say that I'm probably the best version of myself at 34 that I've ever been. Oh, hundred. I mean, I would say that about me. Completely agree. And I would agree with you on that. That yes, you are. I've seen you for like seen you for the last 10 years. (laughs) I can say that with confidence. You are. Yeah. Um, You know, it's one of those that like. And it's this whole process and it's all the things that basically you and I have both been doing in our own lives. Yeah. And the people that have been in our circles as far as the fitness world, like nothing I'm going to be teaching is mind blowing. Like they're going to be sitting there like no shit. This is pretty st- standard. But if you can put all the stuff we've had to go out and seek together exactly. and earlier on, that well, is worth its weight in gold. Well, and that's it. If you got a high school kid, they can go, oh my God, I can do this yeah. and, and train. Like sometimes high schoolers need to be told you can do more because you're just being soft and yeah. not, not an aspect of like get up snowflake, like yeah. nothing like that, yeah. which I actually like the term snowflake, <laughs> but uh, in the aspect of kids don't know that their pain threshold or they're, they're yeah. like tired. Like when the mind kicks in, which you and I have both seen that in, in games and workouts where that like, I can't do it. I can't go yeah. any further. Like you can, and kids just need to learn where that is and learn yeah. that they can overcome their own, 
limitations. Well, and I think it's important, as you were saying earlier, to have that come from a third party because whether the parents engage, because there are, I mean, so many parents, like when I was coaching, that cared and they were trying yeah. to do all the right things. Sometimes it was too much. Sometimes it wasn't enough. It was it was all the things. But 99% of the time, it, they wanted the best. They wanted to oh, do whatever absolutely. they could. Um, but I, our kiddos need, I think, the things that are outside of the the home yeah. to like be a role model for things. And, and even, you know, post-college and we're at Front Range, and training, we were so blessed to have the varsity humans that we did yeah, oh, that were, you know, everybody had full-time jobs. Nobody yeah. was getting paid to train. It was a bunch of people that were getting to the, the best level. I know when we're you, all crazy. When, you, when we look back and explain it, we <laughs> sound like we're bad It's because we are. Yeah. But, I mean, these are doctors and lawyers and teachers and yeah. entrepreneurs. And, I mean, it's everyone that's showing up to kick their own ass for a couple hours, sometimes five hours in a day. But, <laughs> for let's say a couple hours, just to be better. I mean, it's... I know it's insane. There was only some people. <laughs> only some of us. <laughs> I, yeah, I take complete responsibility there. We'll monetize that someday. Yeah, uh, hopefully. <laughs> we're past those. Yeah, days. we are a little bit. <laughs> but we had Reebok in the mix, and you know, slowly but surely. But it's. Uh -oh. I'm just saying, like, it was such a phenomenal filter for people that yes. wanted to work hard, and that in itself was the the blessing in the process. Yeah, absolutely. I had to show up every day to compete. Oh yeah. There's no gray area. No, you had no choice because that's not the, the. If you were going to be at the base level. Yeah. That's who you're surrounded with. Yeah. So, I mean, that, again, that's why I think this is so phenomenal. I think it's long overdue slash right on time because yeah. of your eclectic experience, eclectic experience, um, your upbringing, I yeah. mean, all the things and your personal, even around like the body issues. It's like, that's so awesome that you have that. I mean, I would never wish ill will on any human or, or want someone <laughs> yeah, to go through something Kale. hard. It's no. It's so awesome that but you like, have those body issues. Thanks, but no. But I mean, if you, <laughs> you, you can see Dave now. He's a good looking dude that's tatted and he's in shape. Like, Ladies come at them. But it's, it's. I mean, the, the fact that you can have empathy in that space for our yeah. young humans, not a lot of guys would even say that. And that in itself, I think, is the best non-marketing strategy. Like yeah. authenticity, putting your voice out there, and kiddos will find you. Well, even if the parents don't. One of the things really within the last, I mean, I've always kind of, like I told my students, my staff that I work with, I'll never lie to my students. Yeah. A kid asks me a question, I'm answering it honestly. Yeah. And one thing I've, I've really learned to focus on, and I'm actually like kind of craving it now, is people that are vulnerable. Yeah. Like if you can, yeah. if you can get to that raw space and, and be vulnerable and talk about it, one, that allows other people to, because you're creating yeah. that for them. And mm -hmm. two, it's just, it, you get to know people so much. It's streamlines like, process. Well, and it's, it gets through the bullshit of like, oh my God, how are you today? Yeah. Like, oh, it's you, so you nice feel like outside. shit? That's sorry. <laughs> okay, see ya. Bye. Like, I know. You know. But that vulnerability time, that's something certainly I've worked on, particularly yeah. being an athlete. Like, you can only be so vulnerable. To, you're like, I'm, I'm tired and I, we got to have a, a boundary here. Yeah. But that vulnerability space is like, even that's new. Like, yeah. we're not, that's absolutely. not in our culture really. It's no. not really like what it is. Um, but if kiddos can understand that earlier, understand themselves earlier and be yeah. happier earlier, that's where I think we actually have like world change. Well, and I think that's where we're going. I think, I think so too. I, I think the next 20 years, you're going to see a drastic shift in, um, accessibility to people as far as yeah. like, I think anybody that's got shadows as far as stuff they're hiding, that shit's going to come out. Well said. Um, I think, and, and not in a bad way, just meaning like if there's anything you're not comfortable with, you need to deal with it because it will come out at some point. Yeah. Um, I think 5G is going to change the game as far as like... Um, Would you say 5G? 5G. What's 5G? Internet. Um, I don't an, think I know about this. It's the next transition and where they're going. We're in 4G right now. Oh. 5G though will be interconnected to the point where legitimately you could be like, hey, uh, Siri, I need Dave Loudsager. And it would call like... For and for industry, 
Like oh. it's it's brand connecting interconnectivity. Sorry, that wasn't a great example. Okay, it's I was like I can do that now. I know. I realize, do I have a as I was Siri? saying that, yes, you do. <laughs> uh, I don't use my Siri. So I actually don't, I don't either. Know. I can. There's an update out there on me. So yeah, right. Go to my Instagram. Uh, exactly. We've all seen. It. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but no, everything's gonna be connected. Meaning, okay. like, and the thing is, whoever owns that service is gonna have all the connectivity. So. Uh. So everything okay. you put out there is going to be it, but it's going to be smartphones, smart computers. Like yeah. it will be that true, like, well, what they're, they're tagging it as not, I don't know. I'm not, I'm literally just regurgitating what I've read because yeah. I'm not that invested in it. But they said that this is going to be like one of those things that you could call at three in the morning, a surgeon in Brazil, she could wake up and do virtual surgery on someone in New York city because that's how the oh. advanced, how advanced technology is going to start changing. I mean, that side of it's amazing. Like, if it's an emergency and what yeah. have you, I'm here for it. Okay. But just the idea, though, that everything is going to be, anything that is connected to it, all your stuff is on it. Could you imagine the drunk dials if that's real? Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm going to take it to a way I'm basic so glad level. I'm past those <laughs> yeah, days. Know, like, there's my, there might be, let me send There might be one or two people out there that have gotten a drunk you up text in the last, like, two, two years. Dude. Or a random DM. Was, you know who you are. Um, it was Eric. <laughs> no. He's a dry bar with KO. <laughs> no, it's the funny part is you know the person, but anyway, we'll just keep moving. We'll let it fly. Yeah, I just I and think it's, it's not any of your normal guesses. <laughs> I'm letting it go. I think that um I, I don't I think the technology there's two sides just like the social media it's crazy oh, yeah. just like kiddos now can find you again and yeah. assimilate and then you know hire you for a service question a better way way earlier like what yeah. we did you know 25 plus um it's amazing but. I also think, and I've said this a few times, I think the whole putting it all out there, Instagram, all of it's yeah. going to become taboo. Yeah. And I don't know if that's what the Oh, you think it's going to be the opposite? Years. I really do. I think, gonna, okay. I think it's going to be too much. It may be 20 years from now. I don't know. I, I think it, it's going to be, it's going to get burnt out. Yeah. I think people are going to get sick of the fake. And yeah. that's why the vulnerable side, like, yeah. like I'm talking, I'm not talking like, Oh my God, the life post of this is so horrible. I know, horrible. that's also a lot And too. watch me FaceTiming my, like... My cry. You know, I'm making sure the angle's just perfect as <laughs> yeah, I cry. No, yeah. not that shit. Like, I'm talking like... Tear the, in the lens. Yeah. Uh, you can't see it, but I'm doing the tear down the <laughs> side of the face. Um, I forgot where, yeah. But... You think it's all going to become taboo down the line? Yeah. Of, like... I think it's going to be like they want the real shit. They don't want the people that only so. post the three things to get them likes. Yeah. And I think that's where – I think we're craving it, an authenticity. I think we're there. I yeah, really do. I, do. I, I think we're at the start of it for sure. Yeah. So we'll see if more is more and, or less is less or less is more. Of, I don't know, yeah. somewhere in there. We'll see. As long as I got tequila, I think I'm going to be all right in this podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> and good humans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we didn't get into like – well, just really quickly, I want you to talk yeah. a little bit about the spirituality side, okay. if you don't mind. About what? Like just which, like which portion of you're, it? I mean, because you come from a religious side. I always think like all things are awesome intel. And I love yeah. my religious humans. I love my spiritual humans. And I think energy is in there. I think all of it is phenomenal intel and you can kind of pick what you want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But talk a little bit about like spiritual journey. You don't have to go deep into it, but like maybe okay. how some of that's been applicable to your training and like the the athlete mindset that's coming out. Okay. Well, so I mean, the biggest thing that goes into my training, if it's going into the company and that type of stuff has been yeah. meditation practice. Okay. Um, if we're looking specifically just towards that, um, just give a background of, of what I, my religious background, yeah. grew up, um, non-denominational Christian in a very conservative Christian home, um, in Hudson, Ohio, small town. It was a great place to grow up. Um, phenomenal churches, actually. I'm, I'm very grateful for the teachers I had at those churches. Mm -hmm. Um, as I got older though, and 
just kind of grew away from kind of the man aspect of religion. Um, I struggle, I still struggle with it. The fact to say that any, anyone, because even if it is God inspired, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, it's still a person that wrote it. Sure. Um, and just like we said earlier, the telephone game. Yeah. Um, as a history teacher, I see all these different iterations of things. I'm teaching world religions. I see tons of similarities between all the different faiths. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the fact that, the, you know, the three Judea- Judaism, Christianity, and Islam all came from the same, tr- uh, like, lineage. Yeah. Even though different times, it all, it's like, that's, to me, just saying, okay, so so what made those changes? How did they branch so drastically different? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for I've just kind of really come into my own, uh, of kind of finding my own faith, in, and that's, it does stray away from traditional faith. Um, I still, like... I try to live a life as close to that of what Jesus would live as far as like servitude. Sure. I do think my purpose is to serve. Um, and I'm, I'm very adamant about that. And yeah. so, but for me, a lot of it has become that kind of self-exploration though. And, and I, of finding what God is to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I, to be honest, even to talk and try to describe what God is to me is already starting to dilute it. Yeah. Um, I believe God's so complex that we can't label what, and I don't think it, it is a he or she. I think God is God. Yeah. You don't think we can put a label on that. Um, but as it led to the new business, um, it's more mindfulness. Mindfulness sure. has been a huge thing for me the last five years. And it came through spirituality first as far as that lens of like, you know, which ironically I didn't realize that even like visualization in sport is meditation. Oh, yeah. But I just, I also didn't, was never taught visualization. I learned that, um, I had to teach myself that through weightlifting. Okay. Um, but it's just huge. I do, so my, I actually changed my morning routine to wake up a half hour earlier, um, which if you know me at all, I hate mornings, so that's I a do. big deal. Um, <laughs> I get up at 5.30 every morning. Oh, yeah. I good know. for you. Okay. I am, by 6.15, I've already fed the dogs, done all my, like, my food, uh, eaten, and I sit down for 20 minutes of meditation. Oh, wow. Um, and I got my game. Okay. It's It's been, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting there the whole time, like, in a Zen state. By <laughs> And anybody that meditates, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it takes me, sometimes I can drop into kind of that deep, like, focus state. Other times it takes the whole time, and then I get a minute of, like, okay, that was clear. Yeah. Um, But for me, a lot of it, I found the big thing is when I sit in there and I'm finally able to kind of still my mind, stuff about my company comes up. Like, the stuff about the business. Yeah, alignment. Okay. Well, and, like, like what do I want to teach? Like, what curriculum? Yeah. um, and I like I get to the point at times where I want to stop and I want to get out of it and be like, okay, I need to write this down. Yeah. But then I remind myself that whatever's supposed to be in it, it's gonna stick. Yeah. So like when I come out of it, whatever sticks with me is what I kind of go. So like you were saying, take what you need and leave what you don't. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a similar philosophy where like I'm like, okay, so if this is something that needs to be added into it, it's either gonna come up again, mm-hmm. and I like if I forget to write it down, it'll come up another time, or it will come up, and yeah. it's it's been really fun like. Uh, meditation for me has kind of taught me more to be present. Yeah. And I'm really, I've been listening, listening, reading, doing kind of a bunch of different stuff. Um, and if you're looking on more podcasts about like meditation, spirituality, and kind of the getting away from traditional, I guess you would say, um, and looking more even towards like plant-based, which that's another podcast we can yeah. go into um, at some point. But that type of stuff, like podcasts like Aubrey Marcus is really great. Um, Paul Check. Um, actually, I was just on the way over here listening to, um, Kyle Kingsbury and he was talking, oh, about, okay. he was talking about his own experiences, um, using plant-based medicine 
And just listen to all these different people of different belief systems. Jay Shetty's awesome. He was a monk um, for three years. I have to write all these. I don't know any of these guys. Okay. Really? Okay. I don't think so. Twenty. Well, uh, you know Aubrey Marcus. He's the founder of Amit. I've actually met him. Oh really? Yeah. I, okay. Well, interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. Like, I thought it was him because I don't know too many dudes named Aubrey, um, which yes. is all good. But I was like, that's got to be him. Yeah, we'll talk about that one later. Yeah. Uh, seems like a good like I, I see a lot of similarities in our stories. Uh, sure. And I relate a lot to. Well, them. you don't always. It's kind of like, I, are you this in music? Like you know, R. Kelly or Michael Jackson. You can always appreciate the art and yeah, not as yeah. an artist, which. We got many podcasts are happening, but I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. I, Intel Absolutely. is Intel. Like everything that's out there, regardless of what it's yep. coming from, it's nice when all, both things align. But yeah, and it helps pull. you with what you need, and you pull what yeah. you get out of it. Um, Jay Shetty's awesome though. So he okay. talks mindfulness, um, a lot of just of his experiences, monk, and bringing that into like modern day living. He's like 28. Okay. He had three years oh, wow. from 21 to 24. Dang. Yeah, like cool, great dude. Young um, human but, making moves. Okay. Yeah, I, I just I like to listen to things because I drive for my work right now. I have about two hours driving. Okay. So I try to find different podcasts that'll challenge me in the way I think, the way I believe. Yeah. Um, and there's been some, like there's some that I love and there's others that I'm just like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. But I'm reading four or five different books right now. Um, yeah. I can only do like, like, well, I have a couple that I need to like finish, but I can't do yeah, the multiple at one. I got to finish one and get to the next. I do like one, a couple chapters. I'll be really into this book. Then I'll like bounce, bounce to another yeah. and I keep, and if I don't ever get back to it, then I know I, that's, I got what I needed. It didn't stick. Yeah. It just, it was just what either I got what I needed or it wasn't supposed to be. Okay. Um, but I'm reading originals, which is really good. Okay. Um, it's talking about, um, like creators in their realms. So it talks about, Steve Jobs and, and oh. his experience with the Segway. That's a really fun one. Okay. And like how Seinfeld almost never was a show. Okay, I did hear about that. I'm not ready. horribly when it was uh, during its like whatever the trials. But I'm reading that. I'm reading um, Frequency. I don't know the author, but that's talking about energy and vibration. Okay. Um, that was recommended by Ashley and or Ashley's friend. Um, O'Connell? Yeah. Good, I've heard her too. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think who else or what else I'm reading. I've heard frequency. Yeah, that was. It's a, interesting when you're reading it, um, but just literally challenging myself to read as much. Yeah. And just my rule of thumb is, if someone mentions a book, multiple people do, then I buy it. Yeah. So if I have two to three people mention it, um, then I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. And so just doing that, and really between reading and meditating, and been really lucky to have people play, put in my life at different times. Like Ashley, yeah. like we mentioned, O'Connell. I mean. Yeah. I haven't seen her in years, and she still was a huge impact on me at first, wow. the times that we were, you know, like actually seeing, being able to see each other regularly. Yeah. Like, so helpful, and really started me on kind of this journey, too, of like realizing there was more. Um, so, Ashley's a Reiki, um, yeah. and to actually tell you the story, it's kind of the thing I ever have. She worked on me when I was 29, just about to turn 30. Okay. And I we was were all still at front range? Yeah, still okay. front range. Um, this is right after the, the whole, like, kind of bad breakup I had at the gym. Oh, I do kind of. Um, I mean, I remember the specifics, but I remember Yeah, this. but not to, yeah. not to throw shade because, you know, yeah. every, I learned a lot from those lessons, and I love them to death, and I hope they're doing well because yes. that's life. And I really do, like, it's funny when you look back and you're like, I've healed my shit. I'm really, I really hope I, you're doing well. Yeah. yeah, like, love you guys. You, yeah. Thank you for the lesson. Yeah. Um, and so she was working on me. And she just mentioned a couple things like, um, and my birthday for for a long, long time was a, a bad spot for me. Yeah. Um, I, I really my thirtieth was the first time it wasn't. Um, oh, okay. And she was kind of working through stuff and just to not go too crazy in depth. Um, 
she called out my ex without without even ever meeting her or knowing who she was. Wow. Um, because she was doing work on her, she said she stepped on her and saw an energetic snake go straight to me and bite me. Oh. Um, and she told me to stay away from her, which in the long run was good, because a year later she took totally showed that kind of snaky side. Oh. Um, but we're human. We all have yeah. a little, you know, not no judgment on that and not trying to like throw shit. And we're evolving. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and then and we were still children at that point. Like let's be honest. Also true. Um, <laughs> but she did that and then she helped me kind of work through some stuff with my parents yeah. as far as um, I gave too much power and control to my parents. I love them to death, but I definitely I think most kids do. Yeah, and I especially Or a lot of kids I should say. I, I think a lot do. Yeah. And it just was tough in that aspect. So she helped me with that, but opened my eyes to kind of like that idea that there is more than just like what we have always been taught. Questioning a better way. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, that kind of started opening doors. And it's amazing. It's the, what's the phrase? When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yes. And it's amazing yeah. how that's happened from that point. Even, I mean, younger, like looking back in my life, every stage of my life, you can look at yeah. it. But it's crazy to see how that came well, I think it's, I mean, I think you are, like, of pure heart and being even, like, somewhere, like, now consciously, like, you're here to serve. But yeah. that was always kind of, like, in your authentic soul. Yeah. Um. So I do think even that little, that little shift of, is there more? Could I be doing this different? And I yeah. really think that's when stuff starts to, like, unfold and come in. And, oh, absolutely. And that's kind of, like, even where our whole conversation comes full circle. It's, like you're right on path to where you where you need to be and Absolutely. that's why this this business this venture this heart piece is so important yep. and you have all the ethos and all the credibility that you, you could possibly have to cover all the angles like personally professionally professionally yeah. education wise to like position you to be like this great leader and it's a phenomenal business idea monetarily to monetize and be profitable yeah. and to have to serve like yep. to to help our young humans find their way and <laughs> streamline all the path and all the shit we've yeah, done like, from meditations and coaches and I mean all the things if I can save you 15 years of headaches yeah, and pain seriously and like we can't yeah. streamline all of it yeah, but yeah. a few you things you need to have the shitty relationships yeah. that's a big one like realistically yes. it is like yeah. you need to get through the crap yeah because because you're gonna if you look at every every one of those as a growing point yeah like I can guarantee you both you and I have gotten better oh, off of I every, hope so yeah yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe like a kind of a step up. Like, yeah. But realistically, like yeah. we have. I mean, if you looked at us 12 years ago oh. to now. Dude, <laughs> even five years ago. I mean, I think between like your 20s and like your 40s, those are such huge years. One of my good friends that I did another cast with, she's like, you know, the first like 40 years, like you're maybe said 30, are you're just figuring it out. Yeah. And then really like are. the next ones, you're like. You probably care a little bit less, but care more about the right things. You're yeah. more secure, or what have you. So we're on the, <laughs> we're on the back nine, but for all the right yes, reasons. Yeah, back nine. <laughs> Hold on. I like that you just like cut off. You're like first first thirty, second thirty. You realize there's more than sixty years, right? I hope so, man. My body's sore. <laughs> Where's Ashley? I know. <laughs> I know. 85 surgeries later. Um, That's awesome. All right. Well, so I'm pumped to see. We'll do like, yeah. let's do like a six month check in just to yeah, see where it's at. That'll, I'll be able to tell you where more to find out about my stuff that I'm doing because right now okay. the presence is just being built. So, so what did you want to sell like website, Instagram, or uh, it's all website coming? will be athletemindset.net right now. It doesn't okay. even have a placeholder because I'm a little bit behind on that. It's all good. But um, Instagram will be athlete, I think it's athlete underscore mindset 303. 
three. Okay. Because of course. To be it, fair, I mean, this is literally all launching, and I told Dave, yeah. I'm like, just come on the podcast. We're gonna talk about it. Yeah, like, raw, and just like everyone's it, gonna go through it. It was one of those as you were telling me, I was like, okay, so I got nowhere. Okay, no <laughs> underscore. Athlete Mindset three hundred three is the Twitter and Instagram. Oh, nice. I okay. Think. Instagram for sure. Okay. I don't know. I'll get all that stuff figured out. I never did Twitter. I'm going I mean, I'm to, on it, I'm going but I just, to just because. I think you should I as need a business to, advisor. Unfortunately, I need to push all those markets. Yeah. And even though, so I hate social media. So Everyone says that, yeah, though. I need to learn to get over it. I, That's, I like it. <laughs> in case you could tell. I've known that for a while. <laughs> well, no, I like, I like some of it. And I also, I, I think it's because my job. I don't actually, I mean, if you've seen my stuff, I don't take it that seriously. No. I'll lay in some heavy messages, but I think it should be a fun thing. And then complement it with the heavy yeah, absolutely. situation. And that's kind of the focus. Like for me, my personal account will be more of my like dumb stuff that I do, yeah. like just the stupid shit, my hiking, my dogs, you know. But the company one, will people be, love that though. Yeah, and that's I can always link it. Um, the company, the stuff for me though with it will be more of like my teams I coach. Yeah. Stuff about them, but as well as just doing videos of trying to talk to people and yeah. like help kids and post anything that can help them too. Uh, I think you know? it's huge. Yeah, I, I'm excited for it. It's, I mean, the fact alone that the the name was available, like. Yeah. It's and it's a pretty basic like athlete mindset is not a. Well, I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. Like that's amazing. But so. it's uh, yeah, it's two words that are very common that should not have been available. Seriously. So CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll dodge that. Anyways, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna slowly pass <laughs> yeah. midnight not involved. In you have this. great lawyers. Yeah, love fans. it. We're, love your company. We bleed the CrossFit. I'm still a CFL one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think mine's long expired. Uh, um, anyway. But ch yeah, check out Dave. I yeah. can't wait. Like I said, we'll check back in. I know it's super new, but I'm pumped. I love um, that we have someone focused on, again, at the front lines, our youth, uh, which is our next generation yeah. <laughs> coming out. Those are the ones Loading. that are going to take care of us when <laughs> yeah, we're older. Exactly. Or just be like, go out to passion. I'll be like, I, I think that's but I can't walk there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you for having me, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad I, we got to see this. It's been a lot of fun. Dude, I appreciate so. you. And we definitely need a longer one. Yeah. We, we well, just knocked out an hour and a half like that. So, <laughs> and, But this always happens with like, oh, like, yeah. all my peeps. Um, and we could have gone into like nutrition, oh, spirituality. Yeah. We haven't like, talked so to any. Much, like, so. The spirituality stuff, we can definitely get into more depth next time. Like, Okay. And all that. Just give me a little bit more framework for what you're looking I for. On that. And a little more whiskey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll channel some things. Well, yeah. Oh, if we're going to channel some. Anyway. <laughs> for the meantime. Yes. For the kiddos. For the company. Um, I appreciate you. I Thank appreciate you. you as well. Thank you. Um, as always. Cheers to making the world a better place. Absolutely. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.